you're noted for crossing you know thousands of kilometers of land yeah and you're telling me my physical my combat and my parkour skills are at level zero and my gear is at garbage um that makes no sense hello and welcome to another dead pixel a podcast about entertainment games tv movie life a little bit of everything in between i'm your host today for episode 39 my name is joe and with me is the man who put the o in mario uh nick hey nick happy mario day march 10th thank you thank you yeah i um you know i was sitting down uh with uh with uh the guys at nintendo and they they were like let's call him let's call him mari uh because it's a it's a common japanese name uh, usually for a girl but they were like let's call him mari and i was like well it sounds really close to this other name that i know of um it's italian and it's mario and they all went like oh and they completely uh they threw out everything they had um, all the drawings and stuff, and uh, re redesigned it um, totally, completely from the ground up, and made it what it is today. So, so really, you can thank me for for the, all of Nintendo's success from um, you know the '80s uh, up until now. So then, I'm curious, um, why did you choose to remove the junk in the trunk for the new movie? Um, well, I was ousted from Nintendo. Uh, persona non grata as of uh, 2005 um, there was an incident involving some okonomiyaki which I'm not at liberty to talk about but um, anyway that's neither here nor there uh, I haven't been involved with 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 anything since then um, uh, hence you know the issues with everything after the GameCube uh, they finally, you know, righted the ship with the switch, uh, but I told them to do that, you know, earlier. So it's totally, you know, it's just water on the bridge. I don't really, I don't really think about it. Um, so you're saying it's your fault for Mario Sunshine, and Reggie Fizeme is just stealing all your credit. Uh, uh, Mario Sunshine was was uh, partly my idea. Um, so part, you mean mostly your fault? Yeah, I, I guess you could say my my idea was to have uh, the jetpack, the, uh, the the water jetpack, for like a quarter of the game and spread out and not be the whole damn game. But Reggie Fizeme said, "No, no, it needs to be. It needs to be the the whole. It needs to be the whole game." And I said, uh, "And I said, but what about the fans?" And he said, "Fuck them." And, uh, I just, I was like, okay, I mean, he's huge. So he threatened, he threatened me with violence. Um, he, uh, he threw a chair across the room. Um, he threw a knife at me and pulled a gun on me and I had to disarm him, but he, but he still almost broke a chair over my head. So, you know, it's, um, it's hard to, um, you know, it's really hard for me to talk about, uh, these days. So I just, maybe we should just move on. Okay, so uh, on lighter news, uh, yeah, how have you been these last couple weeks? 
Pretty good. Uh, that was all a joke, just in case anybody takes it seriously. I have, uh, that's all. That's he all really good. does hate Reggie Fisame, though. So just you know, Reggie Fisame and I have never met, and he has never uh, threatened me with violence. Uh, so I just don't want. I just don't want uh, that to get a deal. Uh, the legal system. So uh, yeah, but and uh, Nick wasn't born when Mario was created. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not like. What's the? You ever watched Thirty Rock? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. There's a character on there, the the intern. I forget his dang name, but there's like a running joke that he's actually like way, he like looks like he's, you know, like mid 20s or whatever. And there's a joke that he's actually like way, way, way older. Um, and he just doesn't age anyway. Uh, yeah, because... he's, he plays like the same character in everything. He was in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall uh, as a, the newlywed couple. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, no. His character was always pretty funny. Yeah, I like that guy. But other than that, yeah, I mean, having a pretty good time recently. Don't have anything too much to complain about. Um, just excited to talk about some news and some games. All right. Well, let's roll to that then. So what's first on the uh, news docket? So, yeah, the first thing on the news in docket is um, uh, this is uh, from a little while ago, about eight days ago as we record here on the 10th. Um but uh, the FTC says that Sony has to reveal their uh, PlayStation third-party deal info. Um, this was coming from uh, that I got. I got it from VGCharts.com. Um, I don't know if they're the original, but uh, but but that's where I got it from. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting uh, because it it makes sense. You know, Sony's kind of been leading the charge along with like Europe in general, but they've been kind of uh, leading the charge against Xbox's um, acquisition of Activision and kind of saying like, oh, it's going to mess things up and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I just think it's, it's good legal procedure for the FTC to go, okay, well, if you think that them having basically a, a big time exclusivity deal like the ultimate exclusivity deal by buying this company. Um, if you think that's a problem, then maybe we need to look at your exclusivity deals, which Sony, you know, PlayStation loves to tout and talk about how, you know, their system has all these deals and you can only play these games on PlayStation. Um, it's like, all right, well, let's see exactly what's going on there. And, um, and if all of that is, is above board because if they're cornering the market in in certain ways that they're trying to prevent uh, Xbox from doing, then uh, it's uh, it's going to make it pretty. It's going to make their case. It's going to make the case against the Xbox acquisition, the Xbox Activision merger. It's going to make that a lot harder to defend. I think. Um, so yeah, I think that I just thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know it's. I wanted to say their uh, Sony has sold more consoles than you know uh, Microsoft, but at the same time, uh, you know, when you're looking at uh, you know Game Pass subscriptions, both on PC and on console, you know, there's there's a lot more headroom they can make up there. Uh, it's a unique situation just because you know each uh, system wants their own 
um, exclusives, and that's just generally how they roll. I mean, they're supposed to be doing that with Bethesda in the, in the near future, um, you know. But we'll see how it all pans out. And as far as them trying to, you know, stop the, you know, uh, Xbox from becoming a quote unquote monopoly, uh, it's you know, well, you know, yeah, you gotta. It's only fair that they, you know, you see both sides, right? Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if this applies, but uh, there's a term in legal proceedings. Uh, I think it goes, um, uh, if it's good for the goose, then it's good for the gander. So that, that's I don't know if it's I'm using that exactly right, but from what I understand, it's like, well, if you're saying that it's good for for Xbox, um, who's part of you know, this, uh, this industry, if it's good for them to be held to account on their deals, their exclusivity deals, then it's also going to be good for PlayStation, which is also part of this industry to be held by the same standard. So, um, I, I think that it's pretty much just going to be like Sony sharing, uh, this stuff with government entities. So I don't know how much of it is actually going to, get out um but I, I would imagine that xbox or microsoft rather is going to get a little bit of a peek at what uh sony is doing once the um legal proceedings uh, start in earnest um the evidence i think has to be shared by both sides that's part of uh that's part of discovery i believe oh, i could be wrong about all this i'm not a legal expert or anything like that but um i've watched a little bit of law and order so I, uh, I know just enough to be dangerous, I guess, but yeah, so it'll be, it'll be fun to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, what else you got on, on the news here? So, so, so you kind of mentioned it earlier, um, about Sony PlayStation sales being higher than Xbox sales. And, you know, I think we all knew that was going to be the case. Um, the thing is that, uh, this was, a a, uh, video games chronicle article from a little while ago that um, PlayStation sales are about 30 million. Okay, that's it's very good. But that Xbox sales are about 18 million. And, uh, well, that's uh, obviously way more for Sony. It's not as much as I, like, I don't know, I guess I thought it was going to be. I figured it would be more like 30 to 10 million. Um, but... Uh, but it just seems to me like Xbox is really holding their own uh, pretty well, all things considered. When they oh, really... that's that's I mean that's closer to that's you know pretty close to a you know two to one, uh, you know ratio. It's like fifty percent more for, uh, you know it's probably like forty percent almost for you know in higher number for Sony. But that eighteen million does that do you know if that includes Series X and Series S? It's ser it's all of the it's all of the Series X and Series S uh, combined. Okay. Um, but the reason why I think that it's actually uh, pretty encouraging for Microsoft is that uh, PlayStation doesn't have Game Pass, and Game Pass, from what I understand, is pretty dang popular. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, well, it's not really worth it because I don't have enough exclusives or enough like big time games that I like would have bought. But I think a lot of people, a lot of the the quiet majority are holding on to Game Pass just month to month because it's not all that much money and you do get a lot of choice with it. So um, so I, I should look it up, but 
But uh, I would think that the Game Pass numbers coming in um, on top of the sales would bring Microsoft uh, money pretty similar to what Sony is actually bringing in. I may be wrong. I, I, it's possible I'm wrong. But but over the course of years, when whenever sales for the actual system slow down, but Game Pass is still going strong. If Sony doesn't put anything together, which the way their current you know mindset is seems kind of hard for them to put uh, something like Game Pass together. Um, I think it's pretty encouraging uh, for Xbox. Yeah. So they, uh, I mean, you may not have you know certain exclusives, but you do have other you know big name hits, and also they do kind of the. Uh, Game Pass do, does get their certain exclusives like uh, Hi-Fi Rush that came out, yeah. uh, Day and Day. You had, um, you know, Atomic Heart that came out. Uh, just you know, now you can get it on other, you know, other platforms. Yeah, but it was the convenience of having it, you know, for no extra cost. And yeah. if you're just going to buy the game just to try it out for a bit, I mean, you would easily pay for that that month of Game Pass, if not a couple months. Uh, I mean, then you got games like Redfall coming out. Uh, you know, in early May, you have Exile Primal, which is that um, horde of uh, dinosaur, you know, di- Dino Crisis S game yeah. you got coming out in. I think it's uh, July now. So, yeah, you get you do have enough neat things coming to Game Pass, and plus you just have a really good back catalog. Uh, you get the Bethesda stuff now, you, or uh, some, or I'm sorry, you get. Um, EA stuff, and then you, if they, you know, and they'll slowly inc- introduce more like the Bethesda stuff, and you'll, if this merger comes in, then you, you know, you'll have all that to at your, you know, at your fingertips, which is a lot of sway, I think, you know, that I can see why Sony would be afraid of um, having, you know, one person offering so much for, uh, and then at that point, you know, once um, Xbox has, you know, Microsoft has that leverage. They can then afford to increase prices uh, and then tier the system, you know, tier their stuff out, you know, because right now PlayStation only really has for uh, the, some of their old catalog PS1, PS2 games. Uh, and honestly, I don't think they're they're offering enough to really warrant uh, most of that stuff, in my opinion. I mean, I'm still only have the most bare bones, whatever the basic, uh, the essential play PlayStation Plus is. Yeah. And uh, it's, I only have it. I still only have it because I happened to buy a couple of years of it at, you know, you know, a few years ago. So I was already stockpiled, um, for the cheap and, you know, it's nice to get a couple of free games a month. Uh, but I, most of my friends have more or less left the, uh, the PlayStation ecosystem, uh, and the few that are on PlayStation five, like you, uh, you're only mostly in it for the, uh, single player experience. So much, it doesn't yeah. really do, do us any good to play with each other. Uh, but yeah, so it's kind of, it is what it is, right? Uh, and, and in the end, I think the reason why Sony has so many people right now is because they did end last generation really strong. Yeah. Uh, and currently, I don't think they're doing enough to encourage more. Um, they're not really working with the consumer. Uh, while you know Microsoft has you know bent over backwards because they were playing catch up all last uh, generation, and now they're doing a really good job and they're gaining ground and they have a lot of, you know, a lot of support, a lot of people just like us who happen to talk about game pass on the regular, because it's so much easier to just play the new stuff right there. 
Yeah, but, it's it's all there, like ready to go. The you know Xbox is doing a lot of good, um, a lot of good uh, peripheral things. I think that you know that they are that they're trying to get like more games. Maybe not the best quality games, though they do have you know plenty of good stuff, and they have like all the third party stuff that 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 comes out. So 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 they do you know grab those. Um, there's definitely enough to play if you're if you're just on an Xbox. But um, so it's like you know, but like the games that that come to the PlayStation Five exclusively are you know pretty dang great. Uh, it's just a matter of are they going to be is it going to be enough to hold sway cuz i mean like like what are some like some of the major things that have come to ps5 so far god of war 2 um horizon 2 um like what else is like sony playstation exclusive i guess the remakes of uh of, of the last of us and last of us 2 um or, so what was it was last of us 2 on ps4 as well yeah okay uh, and so it's i mean there's not uh there hasn't been a lot of quote-unquote system selling you know games but but that's kind of on either side nowadays i feel like you don't really have the one thing that moves the needle like you used to um and but, but sony's now starting to get you know to wise up and they're like well we're gonna start moving our stuff to um you know to pc and you know but now they do got that final fantasy 16 coming up around the corner and a lot of people are stoked about that it's going to be playing more like um like devil may cry because one of the head the one of the old heads uh or is now on it and it looks really good um but at the same time they just they recently said uh or the director said like hey we're uh it's only six months exclusive uh, on playstation but we're not guaranteeing that it's com- it's coming out on the PC in six months. In fact, they, they he pretty much adamantly said they're not uh, because it takes too much time to polish, and it was it's uh, it's going to take longer than that. So he's telling people to don't hold your breath, don't be like I'm just going to wait six months for it to come out the PC because it's not. <laughs> he was very blunt about it, which is very un-Japanese like, yeah. uh, but it was really refreshing and really cool to see. Um, so I mean, it's really funny. It's, just, it's yeah. better to know and just be like, oh, write that off if you don't have that's the right system for that. Just write it off until it does come out. Um, then to like be like wondering when, okay, when is it going to come out? Oh, is it any month now or whatever? Like Final Fantasy VII, uh, I famously had to wait for that for a super long time. and uh, But I think like FF15 was on PC pretty quickly. Um, maybe, maybe I just remembering time wrong, but I feel like it, I didn't have to wait all that long for that to come out on, on, on PC. Um, but yeah, the, the final fantasies, I mean, as much as I did, you know, as much as I liked, uh, final fantasy seven remake, um, as I played it in hindsight, you know, I just like, I, it was, it was okay. It was, it was more than nostalgia than really anything else that I want to experience again, really. Um, and Final Fantasy 15, I bounced off pretty dang quick. Uh, it's just, I, those games have just changed from, from what I wanted them, like, like wanted them to be and what they were when I was a kid. So it's, uh, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not really all that excited on, on 
Final Fantasy 16. I'm in full wait and see mode. If the reviews are like, hey, this is like, you know, eight out of ten or or whatever because reasons, um, I'll probably pick it up because there's not a ton coming out that I'm just in love with and I have to play. Uh, but uh, and it is Final Fantasy, so I'm a sucker. But you know, I, I'm I'm kind of like, eh. But yeah, like, kind of getting back to it. There's it. You're right. There's not that many games that come out these days that are pure, you know, killer app system sellers like the old days. Um, but that's more of a problem for Sony than it is for Microsoft because that's pretty much what they're stating that they're betting on is like we have better games that are that uh, that are exclusive. And you kind of think about it, it's sort of ironic because that's exactly the opposite of how PlayStation one and then PlayStation two got popular. I mean, they had their exclusives, but for the most part, they were like, Hey, come over here. I mean, more, it was a lot of, it was about formatting and they just picked a better format with, with the disc than the cartridge, uh, for the time being, but still they were able to make a lot of headway by being super open and like, Hey, let's just get a ton of games in. And maybe some of them are great. Some of them are just okay. Um, which is more what Microsoft is doing. So um, we might find out plus, that that's the way to go. Plus the hardware was really, you know, was more um, of a big change back then. Now it's very much a variant on the PC model. Yes. And so developing PCs. games has never been easier for multiple platforms. But then you also have things like uh, Unity or Unreal, and they make... Uh, porting things over from one, you know, one system to another, um, you know, far easier than the, the old days. So that actually helps out significantly as well. So I mean, it's, I, you know, if you kind of have to, especially with the cost of everything and how still games are really cheap, you kind of have to port it on multiple systems or get a really good uh, contract deal to, you know, uh, or be paid in house, you know, essentially to uh, buy a certain company to stay with them. And so that's why you get games like Ubisoft uh, games where it's like, it's on everything under the sun because it has to be uh, for as many studios as they have um, people working on a single title. Uh, they need to recoup their money somehow because, you know, granted in, I don't know, in like six weeks, it's already going to be discounted, you know? So, yeah. But I mean, like I almost never play Ubisoft games. Um, I think the last one I played was uh, was a uh, dang what was that game we played together? Uh, uh, Far Cry, Far Cry Five, um, which I liked. You know, I was like, okay, this is, this is pretty cool, but but I would have never played that if like if you hadn't wanted to. Um, so I I don't know. Like I, I the games that that PS or that uh, Sony is making with their with their first party studios. They're gorgeous and great games, um, and I would uh, I would hate to lose lose those, or I, I just want them to keep you know continuing to do that stuff. So I don't know. I the 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 uh, hopefully both of these uh, systems will find plenty of of money and customers, and we can continue to have good uh, game choice going forward along with a uh, PC. But yeah, so that's kind of the state of affairs with those two. All right, cool. All right, so uh, next up, you have a little bit of something about Forspoken. Yeah, uh, Video Games Chronicle reporting 
that uh, Forspoken, um, well, that um, said they put it. Square Enix says Forspoken's launch sales were lackluster. Um, that, along with challenging reviews, contributed to an underwhelming uh, commercial debut. So, um, I, uh, it, you know, I was pretty high on Forspoken whenever I very first saw. Um, or at least I first started paying attention to trailers for it. I was like, okay, okay. But even back then I was like, this looks a little bit bare, but you know, uh, the powers that be are telling me that it's going to be a decent game or at least they're touting it to be so, okay. But as it got closer and closer to launch, I was like, this game just looks like it doesn't have anything in it. It looks like you're just running around, uh, this very bare open world um everything that's on it looks cool and pretty but it doesn't look realized doesn't look full so you know as it came out i was like i'm not buying that and then the reviews were like meh and uh you know i watched a couple of people on youtube say eh, eh, it's really not that great i saw some gameplay and i was like this is not as good as plenty of other stuff that's that's out and around um so so by the time, you know, so seeing this kind of article, I'm really not that surprised. Uh, and I, you know, telling me, telling the Nick of six months ago about it, I, I back then that Nick would have been like, yeah, I, I get it. A year ago, um, maybe a little more than a year ago, that Nick would have been like, oh, really? Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, not, not too surprising for me. Yeah, it really wasn't. Uh, but uh, you know, it originally looked, you know, when they first uh, had this, like, this was more or less a PS5 tech demo. Yeah. Um, and it was under a different title at the time. Uh, uh, they, you know, they showed bits and pieces, and they just it was, it's very loosely connected. It's not like you know you, you saw the same character. Uh, but you know, this was them showing off their awesome awesome tech and it was like wow this looks phenomenal can't wait for it and as it got pushed back and pushed back it's it slowly became uh less uh of a technical showpiece and when they did originally show like two years ago when they came out with the actual forespoken title uh they showed their original trailer uh it was a little more comical a little more whimsical you're like oh wow she's she's really uh animated like not just a boring uh you know player character Quippy. uh she happens to be talking like uh out loud and uh, reacting in a kind of a realistic way like you'd be like you know like you can you'd be freaking out too if you you're able to use magic all of a sudden or if you're in a new place more or less isekai so uh yeah yeah it was damn it <laughs> damn it yeah <laughs> so i mean it was like all right yeah that that has potential and yeah leading up to it and shortly before it's you know fortunately it just didn't live up to it when it had some technical issues and you know uh, i know digital foundry does a really good breakdown and history of it so i highly recommend if you got time if you were more if you're curious about it uh give that a look yeah. Uh, but yeah it's you know, unfortunately, it's, it was never been on my radar. But also, I don't have a PlayStation at the time, and uh, I know it came out on PC. But I'm just not going to like uh, you know. If, if this had I, been more of a, it. if this had been more of a, of a launch title or near launch title, or at least come out, you know, before God of War two, uh, then you know it might have gotten a much better, uh, a much better, uh, you know, sales launch and stuff like that. 
But uh, since it is coming, you know, it came out after so many other good things. So you've got, you know, people who were invested in the PS5 at that point already had some other good stuff to play. Anybody coming into PS5 right then would have been like, yeah, I think I'm going to play Horizon and God of War uh, and maybe Elden Ring or whatever uh, first. So it just really, it it just, it just looked too, too old. Um, it just looked too much like not even really a very good PS4 game to be completely honest, um, to really shine against, uh, the robust gameplay and worlds, uh, that have already come out on the same system. So, yeah. Um, so I just kind of, uh, wanted to, to bring that up. Um, but I think everybody kind of, kind of saw that was the case, but, uh, wanted to officially state it. All right. And, uh, all right. And this last bit of news is from the, uh, March 3rd and it was the, uh, Crunchyroll ended up giving their, um, anime awards, or as I like to call it, like they're pandering to the masses because I am not very happy with the outcome of all this um <laughs> so nick didn't you didn't you don't know anything about this right i have not looked up at this we found this yesterday noticing that we had uh that we had missed the award show i think earlier in the week or something and uh so we decided that that joe would look at it and i would not and then we would try to maybe make something sort of fun out of this yeah, so there's a lot of categories. Um, I'm just going to list up, list off uh, a handful here and see which ones you particularly want to try to take a gamble at to see uh, out of the nominees if you could figure out who would have won such scenarios. Okay. Um, all right, so let's see here. We got uh, we got stuff like best uh, best romance uh, anime, uh, best fantasy uh, drama, best comedy. Uh, let's see, action. Um, let's go with best it, best romance and best action. Sure. Okay. Um. So best romance. Let's see. Then the nominees here is we got um, Call of the Night. Uh, Comey can't communicate. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, second series. Uh, love after world domination. Uh, my dress up darling. Uh, let's see, uh, Shikimori's not just a cutie. Uh, Kaguya-sama, uh, love is war, uh, ultra romantic. Oh, dang it! This is actually a really good one. I actually like the nominees for this one. Yeah, um, yeah. I never got to season two of Komi, um, uh, but I think I heard that got better was it you that said that i don't remember um i liked it i mean i i don't um i thought it, I, I i enjoyed my time with it okay. I'll, put, I'll leave it at that um i'm going to man because I, I think it comes down to my dress of darling and kaguya sama um and man kaguya sama is really popular i'm gonna i'm gonna go with kaguya sama even though i'm gonna go with kaguya sama yeah yeah. All right. You got that one. Okay. Um, All right. Good. I mean, I, I also liked Love After World Domination, though. That was a, that was a pretty good one, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think that I consider Kaguya-sama, though it is romance, it 
is more of a comedy to me. So I would, so if it were me, I would give it best comedy and I would actually give best romance to my dress up darling. Cause I, cause that, um, that, uh, you know, it had its moments. Uh, it's pretty, you know, risque moments of the early parts, well, but it, but it, it got. Speaking of comedy and my dress up darling and Kaguya Sama, okay. they are also on the nominees of bench for comedy. Okay. So we have here. That. So once again, Kaguya Sama, my dress up darling. Um, see, uh, Kotaro lives alone. Uh, uncle from another world. Uh, your boy Kung Min mm. and Spy Family. Oh gosh, Spy Family, wasn't it? Well, consider the fact that I said pandering to the masses as my as my title to this. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 you did it to yourself, man. Um, yeah, <laughs> Spy Family is not that funny. Um, those are like, <laughs> I mean, I don't hate Spy Family, but I'm starting to hate it more and more with how many people like it because it's really just, it's really just. I think you and I are in agreement on this. It's really just not that good. It's fine. It's it's not as good as everybody loves it to be. No, it's it really isn't. It has it has its moments, but I think the fandom is just frothing at the mouth, making it, elevating it way higher than it any has any right to be. Um, in fact, this last season was kind of dreadful in my in my mind. It was this doesn't specify season one or two, uh, so I mean, but it had like really high potential, and I feel like it just kind of fell flat later on. Um, yeah. So it's you know yeah. it, that one was. Yeah, for sure. Uh, see, we have here best action. Uh, it, all right, did you want to? Did you want to know uh, best action drama fantasy? Yeah, let's uh, go with action. Let's go with action. Action. Okay. Let's see here. So the let's see. Uh, yeah, they have they've actually made up some BS categories too that I just personally don't like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, I'll I'll I'll. I'll talk to you about that one in a bit all right so i'm sorry you said action yeah all right so after this romance. we'll go on to the the we'll, we'll go on to the the other categories yeah the, the for way sure I all right yet. best all right best action so we got here uh we got demon slayer uh i'm not gonna read the rest of the the, the something a colon whatever uh no, you're fine yeah uh it's the whatever the, the most recent the most recent attack on titan mm. uh, you got cyberpunk uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, Licorice Recoil, and Spy Family. Man, I would hope they would not give it to Spy Family. I'm going to say it's probably going to be Attack on Titan. Um, though, if it were me personally, I'd probably say Demon Slayer. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Attack on Titan because that's just so popular. Uh, this one's actually Demon Slayer. Oh, okay. So Should have gone, gone with your gut. Um, Dang it. Yeah. Two out of three ain't bad, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so here's one of the. Um, all right. So here we got like. Let's start some of the weird ones. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll do best supporting anime character. All right. Okay. Uh, so we have. All right. Um, we have Anya Forger from Spy Family. We have uh, Aya uh, Hayasaka, Hayasaka from uh, Kaguya-sama. You have Kage from Ranking of Kings. Mm. You have 
Rebecca from Cyberpunk, uh, Tengen uh, Uzui from uh, Demon Slayer, and um, Yor, a forger from Spy Family. So I have two from Spy Family? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it's uh, Anya from Spy Family. All right. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. She's like the whole and- reason that that show is as good as it is. Like... Yeah, she's so, also the reason why I really want to rip my hair out when I watch this. Show. Yeah, because they're, they're Cause leaning, they lean on her. They too made her much. seem competent in the beginning, and they just made her more bumbling. And it's like it feels, it makes the episodes feel like filler episodes. It yeah, really does. They've got to, they've got to cripple her so that she doesn't just, you know, op take over everything. They got to leave stuff for, for Lloyd and and uh, and Yor to do. Which I feel like Yor just, she just doesn't have anything to do until she's supposed to like kill somebody and then it's like okay then and then she does that and then it's back to the other two and i, I just it's not balanced to me all right i'm just gonna flat out say this one but is this one's um the all right for best most uh most protected at all more must protect at all costs care anime character so they made a category for someone that you must protect at all costs. it's the little sister it's the little sister category. Just to say little sister category. Um, well, they actually have um, Boji from uh, Ranking of Kings. Okay. Uh, they have Kage from Ranking of Kings. Okay. They, um, uh, let's see. Uh, Kotaro uh, Sato from uh, Kotaro Lives Alone. You have uh, Marin uh, Kitagawa from uh, My Dress Up Darling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shoko Komi from Komi Can't Communicate, mm. and you have Anya Forger from Spy Family. Dang it! Uh, I don't know. I never saw Kotara Lives Alone, but I would say that just from the from the screenshots that I did see, I'm gonna go with with that. Wild ass guess. No, they gave it to Anya. Fuck. <laughs> I knew that. I was like, I was like, whenever you said that, I was like, no, they they're gonna give it to Anya, but I'm gonna but surely they can't give every Yep. Okay. All right. So how about best anime character? How about <sighs> I, if I throw that one at you? So we did best uh supporting. Let's do best uh the actual best anime character. Okay. So we got uh Bochi from Ranking of Kings. Okay. We have uh we have Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan. We have here uh, Lloyd Forger, Spy Family. Uh, David Sorry. Martinez from Cyberpunk. Okay. Uh, Chisato uh, Nishi, uh, Nishi Kiki. I can never pronounce her last name right. Yeah, Nishi Kiki from Licorice Recoil. And uh, Marin uh, Kitagawa from My Dress Up Darling. Dang. So, best anime character. <laughs> What they've done with with Aaron Yeager is is pretty good. They've turned like from being pretty much a sniveling idiot in the first two seasons to being something somebody that's pretty respectable uh, as far as like the decisions that he makes. Finally, um, that's something to be said. Dang, I don't know. Surely they didn't give it to Lloyd. Lloyd is just a is just a piece of drywall. Um, Dad, gummit. 
I'm how dare you talk about Twilight in such a manner? <laughs> he saves countries. <laughs> I um gosh dang it. Um personally I would probably give it to Marin. Um because I feel like she's kind of the most well realized. Hell yeah, I'm just gonna give it to to, to Marin. Yeah. I would have given it to her too, but no, they gave it to Aaron Yeager. Yeah, uh, that's, so it's better than Lloyd, though. Like, I was afraid they were going to give it to Lloyd. And I was going to just like, I was going to end the podcast because I was going to go break breaks things in the other room, flip your table, computer, and all. <laughs> yeah, just freaking. Oh uh, gosh. All right. Well, I mean, we got like best director, best song, best anime. We could film, do maybe one score. more if, if you want. Okay. I would say just pick, um, just pick whatever you want. Best ending and opening sequences, continuing series. Are the continuing series is bullshit? They just went ahead and with. A, I'm just gonna say they went with One Piece, and I'm like, I, I stop it. That <laughs> stop it. Is that uh, show good? Steve. I mean, has that show ever? I mean, has that show ever been good? Like, I guess if you like it One had Piece, its moments. It had its moments. Um, early mid, but like it just it just. It's at this point, it's just a running gag. I, I th- feel. It's I think there's like, like a help. there's like a meme out there of like, you know, One Piece was bad, and then it was good, and then it was bad, and then it was good, and it's just like every like thirty episodes, it flips from being bad to good to bad to good, you know. And I was like, I don't know. I, I nothing about One Piece really makes me want to read it or whatever. And some of the stuff looks like it's just sort of rehashed, uh, flipped kind of like the same it's the same place just with a little bit different drawings uh so i don't know but so how about best new anime series okay all right you got call of the night uh you got cyberpunk you have spy family licorice recoil my dress up darling your boy kong min personally i think it's my dress up darling but i think they're gonna go with spy family yeah, they went with Spy Family. Um, I really like Call of the Night, uh, though I, I know that it wouldn't have, like, I guaranteed it wouldn't have won. Um, so, but yeah, it's just, I was, I angered me so much that they went with Spy Family. Uh, um, Crunchyroll probably right. has a deal where where they get more money from Spy Family or something like that. Uh, and then before, all right, I'll do one last one before we do the main uh, anime of the year. Oh, okay. So, and I'll, we'll do the best original anime. So, yeah, post a new anime, original anime. So, <laughs> there's a difference. There's a subtle um, difference. All right. So, any real there's... anime fan would know the difference. <laughs> we got here uh, Healer Girl, uh, Birdie Wing. Golf Girl Story. Yeah, it's... Um, you have The Orbital Children, uh, Licorice Recoil, uh, Vampire in the Garden, uh, and uh, Urei Deco. I'm going to say they went with Licorice Recoil. Yeah. Um, it's the only one of those uh, I actually watched into completion. Uh, actually, Orbital Children uh, had, had I was more interested in. I tried Vampire in the Garden, did not care for it at all. I watched like um, three episodes of that or two episodes or something like that, and I was like, yeah, I got to bounce. Yeah, and then um, 
uh, Birdie Wing. I, I watched a little bit of that just because, um, I don't know, I the way Jeff, uh, the way they do golf animation uh, to make it seem fun and interesting, I always get a kick out of it. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, you know, you're darn near giving them superpowers at some point, uh, just like, well, most of their sports, you know, yeah, uh, any you... sports thing we can talk to ourselves we can monologue to ourselves uh in the span of one second we can do a 10 minute monologue <laughs> yeah it definitely they can slow the animation down and make it like give you like a cool drawing but like nothing is moving so it's very cheap uh funnily I, enough i absolutely i absolutely love ipo but like him doing his Dem dempsey role uh he the dempsey role is only like one or two bobs he is bobbing like i don't know a half dozen dozen times and then he just starts wailing on the guys for like forever <laughs> it's just like nope that's not how that works <laughs> yeah. uh, if you ever see real footage of the real dempsey roll that's not how that goes um all right so anime of the year all right uh this is going to be all right we have here anime of the year uh demon slayer uh cyberpunk Ligorous Recoil, Attack on Titan, Spy Family, and Ranking of Kings. Attack on Titan. Final answer? Yes. <laughs> it's actually Cyberpunk. Okay. Okay. I like the fact that it wasn't one of, like, essentially what won most of these awards, hands down, was uh, Spy Family, Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer won the majority of everything they had yeah. um to a ridiculous degree and though it was not it, it just that's not how that works not you know uh whoever however they judged it i mean like i said it just seemed like ridiculous so i'm like yeah it's cool that they gave it to something else but honestly i don't believe it actually um deserved to win uh you know the top spot I mean, no, I, heard, I, am, yeah. I heard Cyberpunk was good. I heard it was really good. I never watched it. I guess I'm going to have to go and and get just just like really watch it because, uh, I mean, that wasn't even on Crunchyroll. It's on Netflix. So yeah. I'm good on that. I for actually enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed doing – I enjoyed going back to it. I watched the first two episodes. I, I stepped back for a while, and then I got back into it again. And – it was good. Uh, it actually it made me want to play the game again. <laughs> it really did. Uh, uh, but now that the game is quote unquote fixed, you know, so yeah, um, you know, that's that's the thing is it was, you know, the it made me want to go back to a series that I absolutely hated my experience when it first came out. So well, that's good then. Yeah, um, but that you know that was they they had a bunch of other top, you know categories and stuff like that but unfortunately i felt it was a very disappointing showcase um and you know take it or leave it but it's just like when you have like I don't know, there's just so many good anime out there and when you keep on throwing it to the same boring ones <laughs> but i'm glad you said yeah i'm glad you said aaron actually changes his attitude because he's such a piece of crap for like two three seasons or whatever um yeah I he's don't... just literally a, a sack of just nothing and he's just uh he's any you know uh shonen anime dumb character where he's like i just need to go in a straight line and, you know and i don't know i can't i can only think of one thing at a time and so I, yeah you know, that, it that, was... i mean that's one thing that that i um uh i i like uh demon slayer 
more for because because like the main character for that um t- uh, Tanjiro he's you know innocent and he in in some ways and he's like weak in some ways but he doesn't do dumb shit and Aaron Yeager just did a lot of dumb shit in the early parts of that show and you know I don't want to like I don't want to spoil it for 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 everybody who hasn't gotten to whatever season. But do you care if I tell you, Joe, what like 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 what not so much like what happens, but sort of seems to be what made Aaron Yeager turn into like a good character. So what was his turning point? Um. All right. Yeah. Sure. Okay, uh, so. so- Spoiler warnings for people because this is like season four ish. Yeah, this is getting oh. into season like late season three, season four, whatever. So basically, when he gets smart is when he starts being a bad guy, like when he starts to like do things, I guess, sort of selfishly, more selflessly, but like not caring about like what happens to really himself exactly, but also being willing to like kill people and do bad things to get what he, to do what he believes is right, which is kind of cool, but like basically turning into a bad guy, whenever he turns into a bad guy, he starts to make smart decisions and act very shrewdly in his, in his choices and decision-making. So I was like, I don't know. It's just like, you couldn't have that be whenever he was, I don't know, still like a good guy. Apparently not. So. so my most exciting moment in that series was very, very early on when he gets he gets eaten in half or whatever. I'm like, and you think he's dead, and I'm like, oh man, they just did that. That's awesome. <laughs> they just murdered their main character. That would have been great. Cool. <laughs> and like he was annoying to begin with, and that's that'd be a heck of a like like a swap. You're like psych, not your main character. And then I'm like, oh wait, came back. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoiler for season one. We got you. Yeah. But anyway, well, okay, that's good. I'm going to have to go watch Cyberpunk. I was kind of going to just let it go by the wayside, but, well, I've been hearing a lot of good things about it, so maybe I need to watch it. It is an easy watch. I I don't think it's – I didn't really have to struggle much, uh, and it was fun. I like Studio Trigger quite a bit, uh, so it's – it's very stylish, if anything else. Maybe I'll drop Witch of Mercury and go start, start on that or something. Yeah, especially since it's on Netflix, you know, in worst case, you just have it in the background or something or a small screen on the side. Really? But yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, well, do you need to take a break or are you good to go? I'm good. All right. Uh, well, so now we're going to go to what we've been playing. Um, so, yeah, I've, I'll just kick this off real quick. Um, I haven't been I've only been playing like one thing because the way my life is set up <laughs> and that if I've actually I talked about it last time a little bit, but. I've been playing uh, Dying Light 2. Uh, I know it's a little older now, but uh, it's it's actually pretty fun for what I what I like to do. Uh, I do enjoy an open world game. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who get open world fatigue. Uh, there's just so many games out there now that do the same you know mentality. And yeah, this is kind of more the same. Uh, the story is kind of fun. You get some of the new scenarios. I generally like this game because uh, due to the 
fighting zombie. You know, well, if anyone doesn't know about this game, uh, Dying Light. People, to, you yeah, know, people know. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's parkour zombie game. Yeah. You know, it's like nighttime comes, stronger zombies come out, uh, and if you mess up, they they chase you down and stuff like that. So it has a lot, you know, a lot of nice tension. Or you go through buildings and you have to crawl by, you know, or you take your time and you can break a bunch of necks. So, uh, but also you can melee with your way out of a lot of situations and oh, it has a nice thrill and it has, a, you check, the, you know, do the list of checkbox stuff. So you climb your, your tower equivalent. In this case, it's water towers. And uh, for me, what little time I have to play, it's, it's nice because I get interrupted a lot. Uh, so I can never really sit down for a guaranteed stretch of time and play from point A to point B, like for like two hours straight. Can't really do it. I'm guaranteed to get interrupted every 15, 30 minutes. You know, if I'm lucky, I might go 45, you know. Uh, so having these little missions structures set up, having uh, small objectives I can just, you know, do, it really does uh, fill my time nicely that way. And uh, it provides just enough challenge if, you know, the way I end up playing it. And um, yeah, it's a fun game. And I'm probably going to be done with it here pretty soon, only because I just don't have enough time in my, you know, and I would like to play other things. Got to move uh, on, yeah. It is, it is a longer game. I mean, you can, uh, I forget what they originally claimed. They claimed something ridiculous, like you can play up to 200 hours. And I'm like, with all the little side missions, oh I can totally see that. But at the same time, <laughs> those are just a bunch of filler, nothing missions, you know, it's yeah. the main, the main story is probably, oh, my guess would be like 20, 30 hours, um, which is pretty decently long. Uh, but that's, I'm not sure if you can necessarily pull that off just mainlining. I would do a handful of side quests. Um, I recently did a particular side quest that was like, I don't know, these games have their own jankiness to it, right? You know, you complete a side quest for someone and they're like, oh yeah, thank you for helping me out. Thank you for finding my children, blah, blah, blah. And then the moment the mission, I get my reward, then that same person who just thanked me went, I can't believe I even asked you for help because they don't necessarily like your character because uh, you're like an outsider. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, just Yeah, just, that's pretty jank. Can I, can I, I'm in a safe zone, so I can't just attack you out of the blue because if I could, I would. Um, you know, and then, you know, they, I don't know, they, it's just like, it's, it, like I said, it's, they have a lot of, you know, a lot of different little story bits and, yeah. uh, there's a lot for you to do, but, uh, I would say this would have been a greater, uh, much better game if for a younger me who had all the time in the world. Mm. Uh, cause yeah, it's one of those, like you can only, if you only have so much money and so much time, this gives you that best, um, time per dollar value in that case. Um, and I do generally like the overall game loop. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, nothing else much new to, on that. But I have a, you know, I have some stu new stuff in the, in the works that hopefully I'll be able to talk about next time. So yeah, hope you can how about yourself, Nick? Yeah, so uh, last time I uh, talked about how I first started playing Genshin Impact a little bit. Um, and uh, I just had a couple... And you started collecting wives, right? So, collecting so wives. Who's your wife um right now it's two guys and two girls just the ones you start out with um i think you're technically canonically you're the wind blonde headed guy or i guess you could pick a girl i picked a guy um because that's what i wanted to play as but you're actually more characters anyway i think last time uh you mentioned that your friend said that 
it's a better game than Breath of the Wild and uh, or something alluded to that. And I think I said something kind of rude that like you'd have to be an idiot to think that. Um, I play a little, a little bit more now. And uh, I'd like to officially apologize because that's that's not a that's not really a good thing to say um, because it is it is more complicated than I gave it credit for at first. The gameplay is is quite good. Um, there's lots to do and stuff like that. And so in some ways it is better than Breath of the Wild. It is is a very good, competently made game. Um, I but uh, it's a little bit too much like a slot machine. Uh, for me it's it's like okay what do we like everywhere you go there's something to click on or do which sounds like it's good which sounds like a good thing for a game to have and for some games it is but um but uh i, I don't know it's just the depends on the style of the game that, that, that you want um you know this game you is, went to a game with microtransactions and gotcha mechanics and you don't like the that very same mechanic well it's funny because it doesn't like when you're playing it you kind of forget that that's what it is because i haven't had to buy anything i've seen where i can buy stuff but they haven't gone like oh you need to pay for this to to get over this wall or whatever um so it's been really cool for that uh kind of stuff so i don't know like it's it's hard to think of it as a as a you know a gotcha mechanic game um I've been switching back and forth between the phone and the actual and playing it on PlayStation five, um, much better experience on, on a controller, uh, though the experience is still pretty amazing for a phone game. It's just, I have, you know, I die more and I have to restart stuff and stuff is just, I just, you just can't really clear stuff as, as cleanly and easily, but it's also almost too easy with a controller, you're just kind of like, bop, 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 okay. Um, that and, like, the the some of the story stuff is just pretty ho-hum. It's like, okay, do this, and we're learning to how to fly and how to get your flying license. And it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, there's nothing really too serious about it, so I don't know. It's But it's, it's a good game, and I just wanted to say that it's uh, – it is more complex than I initially gave it credit for. Uh, and I'm looking forward to continuing to play more of it. It's a great like uh, game to play when you're sitting waiting for them to bring your groceries or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. Would have thought. So the other game uh, that I just started playing is uh, Hogwarts Legacy. And uh, I'm going to be talking about this again next time or the time after, depending on uh, how far I, I get into it. Um, I'm only six hours in. Um, so I just wanted to say like a couple things maybe about the beginning of the game. So the very beginning of the game does a really good job of basically it gives you a story and some stuff to do. You learn some stuff, you have some battles all within like precisely 40 minutes of starting the game. So 40 minutes after you've had an adventure and you're like finally at Hogwarts and then you kind of start to do other stuff. But I was pretty impressed with like when I, when I finally got to Hogwarts, I, I went to go save it and it said 41 minutes and I was like, gum. So they, they really do a good job of kind of uh, getting you into that game 
and letting you have some fun and getting a little piece of everything pretty quickly. Um, you know, early on, uh, you know, only being six hours in, I've done a couple things. The only thing that I can say that I wish this game definitely did better at this point is I think that they could have really taken a page from the persona writers um, and tried to make this game like a lot more like persona just in the relationship aspects. Um, even if you had the same group of friends, but uh, you know, you, you pick whatever house you want, but if you had the same group of friends, um, I think that would be fine. But because uh, they have some relationship stuff that goes on where you're like, oh, they're your friend. Oh, you do this for this person and stuff like that. But I feel like that's the, only, that's the only thing where I'm like, man, it would be really cool if I was this dude or whatever at Hogwarts and I had this group of friends that, you know, one of them would help me with one thing, one with another, and sometimes two. And then sometimes like all of us on like the really big missions. Um, I just think that that would make the game feel a lot more alive because like right now, at least in the early parts of the game, I'm just like one guy running around. I have had one mission where I had somebody help me. Um, but I've, but it was kind of a little too short, but I don't know, maybe they'll bring that out as the story goes on. And I'll have like of like a group of, of, uh, of buddies, partners in, in crime, um, like as uh, as I play that, that grows. But uh, that was the only thing that I'm just like, and this really point, it's like, dang, this game would have been, I mean, it would have been a lot to add that in, but this game would have been really awesome. Like, you know, it would just would have been really awesome if they had figured out a way to bring maybe some of those persona aspects to it. So yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you know. I understand your con, your the idea of trying to make it connected to Persona. Uh, essentially, you just want. But I feel like you just want the Hogwarts dating sim. I mean, you know, no, you're, you're, you're slipping slipping people some some love potion. Because uh, you're probably thinking with about potion, like right? you're, pro you're probably thinking like the like the the stuff where you're like build, like you level up relationships. And I don't really mean that so much. I just mean like the characters in persona four, at least are really well written, really believable. You have like, and then part of it is, you know, angled toward that leveling up the relationship, but like you have stuff like where you go off with just that, that character and whether it's, a boy or a girl or a stuffed animal or whatever that's come to life, you get to know them as a person and it makes the world feel more alive because you feel like, Hey, you've got somebody there that's with you trying to do this thing. I, I just feel like some of the characters that, that they're, they're more plastic and they, it would have been good to have them be a little bit more fleshed out. There's so a bunch far. of like, yeah, yeah, I understand. My my joke is you're a bunch of kids going into they're how old are they? Like twelve when they first start? I don't know how old your character is. Do they say how uh, old yeah, they so, are? So I, so I guess I should say this. So you start as a fifth year, um, and they find they kind of have this kind of sort of convoluted reason, but but they but 
it's kind of a good thing because you can't really start as a first year because they couldn't do anything for the first three years for the first three books. They couldn't do a damn thing besides cast like Expelliarmus. Um, so coming in as a fifth year, they're, they're like saying, so, you know, you know a lot of the basics of magic, um, but we're just going to catch you up on all this other stuff. So they're saying, okay, we learn this and, oh, learn that. And so it's a pretty good conceit to get you fast-tracked and to have you start at something like zero, but also get you fast-tracked and learning lots of spells and, you know, for the game. So I have this problem with almost every game just under the sun where you come in as, if you're not coming in as a fresh newborn or someone new to whatever their game it like you know you're a new adventurer so therefore obviously you're new to everything you have zero training you start out with nothing that makes sense but like dying light does this where you're a pilgrim you you are you're noted for crossing you know thousands of kilometers of land yeah and you're telling me my physical my combat and my parkour skills are at level zero and my gear is at garbage um that makes no sense. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, anyone who's, you know, this happens with D&D a lot too. Starting a new campaign. All right, well, w- how old are you? I'm a 40-year-old, like, you know, uh, wizard who's been blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. You know no spells. Wait, what? You know, it's like that doesn't yeah. track. So when you're doing something like that, you should, it makes it makes a little more sense to make your characters leveled at least a little bit to have something under them. Um and that's but a lot of these games, you know, uh, you know, at least they give you at least the basics being like if they started you off as a fifth year and be like, OK, now learn, you know, uh, when Guardian Leviosa or some, some crap like that, you'd be like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> um, how do you not know this already? Yeah. Um, oh, you, you took that. You took a you, you know, you took uh, you were playing Quidditch and you just took one to the head. And so now you have to relearn everything, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you kind of read the the Harry Potter books and you're like, and like a big part of those books is the relationship that Harry Potter has with Hermione and, and Ron, and then some of the other more, you know, minor characters, but, but like those three, at least being like a very tight knit um, group of, uh, of people. Um, it, I think that would make it, it would make it good in its own way, but you know, to kind of, to kind of play devil's advocate uh, with with myself, like this game also seems like it wants you to play it over and over again a little bit. Like, so I picked the I picked uh, being um, uh, I picked my house as being Hufflepuff. Of course, you would. Of course, such a Hufflepuff. So everyone says that I'm like a Hufflepuff. I'm like, okay, whatever. But I feel like Gryffindor and Slytherin are totally played out. It's like everyone wants to be Gryffindor and everybody that doesn't, that like sees everyone else wanting to be Gryffindor, they're like, I want to be Slytherin because I'm edgy and cool. Nobody wants to be Ravenclaw because um, we found out that Ravenclaws don't have as many quests and storylines or stuff to do in this game. So I was like, okay, so I guess it's Hufflepuff. Um, But... I just assumed you wanted to follow um, your uh, your your favorite Batman uh, and like worship his his house. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Sparkle Vampire. Um, oh, most... well, I thought he was a Gryffindor. Nope. Okay. He's awful buff. 
Well, he, and he eats it in the you know spoiler for the movie. Yeah, spoilers uh, for Goblet of Fire. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's uh, so like uh, they 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 kind of obfuscate it, but if you're over ten years old, you can tell which you know which house they're asking you if you want to be in. So it's. So you can basically choose, but they don't say they don't say choose. They just kind of put it behind one layer of of do you know what you're doing here? Um, but uh, yeah, so I forgot what I was gonna say. But anyway, <laughs> okay, that's it. So that, so they want you to. So it seems like they want you to play it over and over again with kind of different characters, and you're like your Hufflepuff or whatever for your first playthrough, but then you go back and you play Slytherin or Gryffindor or whatever. So everything is, does feel pretty light and it would have been dang near impossible. And also kind of boring if you had the same group of friends, um, because they would have to pour everything into like one set group of friends. If you had the same group of friends and you were just playing different houses, it would have probably rehashed too much of the, of the story and it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have as much replay value. That's kind of what I'm guessing. Uh, but, uh, I, maybe I need to look up some YouTube videos, see if, see if, uh, that's the case. Maybe I'll do that after I'm done. So it seems like you want, you know, I think fire emblem three houses would be more up your alley for the school setting with better character that. arcs and yeah. stuff and, you know, character development. So, yeah, I did want to play that. I just never got a chance to, um, it was a lot of fun. I never beat it, um, but I heard it was good. What, what I did play was good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. We'll we'll most definitely be hearing back from you with more on that. Yeah. Um, all right then. And you recently mentioned how uh, you finished watching. Was it season two of Alice in Borderland? I did. I did. Um, so uh, this came out a little while ago, and I didn't get around to it uh, right away. But um, but this. Uh, there was this guy at work and he was talking about wanting to watch something. I think he might've mentioned squid game or something like that. And I was like, well, if you like squid game, then you might like Alice in Borderland. And he was like, okay. And so like he went home and he, and then he came back the next day and he was like, so I watched like half of Alice in Borderland. And I was like, Oh, how do you like it? He's like, it's pretty good. And then um, the next day, or maybe it was two days later, he came. He came back to my uh, back to my cubicle, and he was like, "I finished it." And I was like, "What? You finished like all of season one?" He said, "And season two. And I was like, "Holy crap!" So like he binged, and I was like, "Oh, I haven't watched season two yet. So let me let me do that before." And he was like, "Yeah." So it goes. Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, don't, don't tell me, man." So so I was like, "Well, okay, maybe." Like, I remember it, I liked the first season. So I was like, I wanted to get around to it anyway. So I jumped on it and um, I watched all of it. And and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I I thought that it was a, a really well-produced, well-made, um, for, for what it was trying to do, it was, it, it was pretty cool. I liked the characters. Um, I kind of forgot how much I liked it from the first season things change quite a bit in some ways in the, in the second season. Um, but the games are good. There's fewer of them, I think, but, 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 but they're good overall. And, um, overall, I just, I just thought it was, uh, it, it was a good bit of fun. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I was, uh, I guess, you know, I do admit that the production value is amazing for the first season, uh, at least the first couple episodes. It was really unique to see how, uh, what they, you know, I'm, I want to know what they did behind the scenes during, to make the, uh, you know, the empty, uh, Shinjuku, um, uh, or was it Shibuya Crossing? I'm sorry, Shibuya, Shibuya Crossing yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm, uh, you know, it's like, I know it was, it came out, uh, you know, after COVID and stuff and after a lot of the lockdowns. So I was just like, I'm like, you know what? I wonder if they are like, part of me was like, it has to be CG, right? But they could have possibly filmed it on an empty streets. I can almost see that being a real case scenario. Uh, but yeah, it was, the problem is it's, I think I just didn't like the main character like at all. Uh, I was not a big fan of, you know, there's a lot of different, uh, different stories like this in uh, manga and uh, TV shows, movies. So this is not anything new. It's yeah. just it, it, as far as the idea of a death game, um, death game people, you know, in one form or another, right. It doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, in this case, they're like, they've been teleported, you know, this quasi isekai, like, you know, all right. So we're now in, you know, the same place, but no one else is here. So it's kind of weird. You don't know the story. And that's what kept me going through the entire thing is I wanted season one is I just wanted to know, get down to what the overlords were planning. That's all I wanted to know. Uh, and in the end, uh, of course, unfortunately, like most of the TV series, uh, they never actually finish it in season one. And, I, I guess I'm glad that they actually came out with the season two because usually they don't do that either. They just kind of yeah. fizzle off. Uh, and, but as far as like the actual character uh, archetypes and stuff like that, they were all really boring to me. I really didn't like most of them. Uh, the friends in the beginning were, were okay. Mm. Uh, and outside of that, they introduced all the same stereotypes of you got the, um, you got their your multiple types of psychos. You have to have one guy who's just like I I are badass because I am unhinged and what uh, it's like I so long as I pretend like I'm alpha dog I you know it's like everyone will fear me. Uh, the other person's like I am really unhinged. You can tell because I will come to a gunfight with a sword and and I shave my head. So now I'm really crazy. Watch guys, and it's just like I those guys are so boring. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I was more interested in the games. I thought the games were okay, but when towards the end of season one, when they they make a big reveal, like you know, a slight spoiler um, of hey, these games are supposed to be solved or cap theoretically possible without anyone dying. Um, that kind of broke it for me because there was a clear indicator early or one, on of, one the of the first games. games, yeah, and I'm like. There's a lot of theory and speculation about being able to complete that game. Um, and I'm like, but there's nothing. Uh, it's a lot of conjecture. Yeah, I mean, there's. I don't think there was a real way. Um, it's, I just, I don't know. I just, it was a very big disappointment for me. And then when they, so like I said, they came out season two. I have a, I have a buddy who uh, started, a different buddy who started to watch it. And they never, I don't know if they finished it or not, but they liked they overall liked the first one and they were curious enough about the second one. The way I look at it is whenever you watch one of these uh, properties, the first one you watch or uh, like you get into is generally going to be your favorite because you haven't experienced anything like it. That's why uh, the world seemingly blew up with squid games because no one had ever seen 
uh, most of them were like, this is the first time I've seen a death game done to this extent, yeah. especially when it's live action. Um, most people didn't see Battle Royale, um, you know, which, you know, obviously spawned the whole gaming subset, you know, franchise. Uh, and, you know, which is a hard rated R version opposed to the Hunger Games. Yeah. I mean, but like I said, the young kids violence. in America or the, in a lot of the world, Hunger Games was the first type of thing. They're like, wow, this is really cool and edgy. While a lot of, you know, adults were like, no, nah, not really. Um, so, well, I mean, like, like it, Hunger Games was adapted for a, you know, uh, a YA American style or at least Western style audience. So, you know, the, there, there was, there, you know, there's plenty of, uh, of, of Westerners who, who were into manga and anime and knew about, um, knew about B B Battle Royale, but, but for some reason, you know, it didn't, uh, it, it, no one had really tried it up, up until Hunger Games to like, had tried to convert it to the way the West Battle thinks Royale about those wasn't, kind of it wasn't, uh, available fully translated, um. At, but when Hunger Games came out, or uh, if it was, it was shortly before, uh, because you'd have to, you had to import it. It had hard subtitles that were uh, also hard. incorrectly uh, you know, spelled for some of the spelling. Some of the subtitles would go off the screen because they weren't set properly. Uh, it was a very bootleg ass subtitled translation that you had to mail order in, uh, but it got the job done. And so, if you didn't know Japanese, it would get you most of the way there. Well, I mean, uh, like, it wasn't like till later. I think it was maybe Dragon Dynasty. They might have. I think they might have brought it over. You know, people who were into manga or, and anime, you know, they they knew about that, and they're like, oh, okay, but like, they're still a, a subset of the overall majority of people. Uh, in, in the United States who would like that kind of stuff. So a lot of people just aren't going to touch it because they're like, well, I'm not into manga or anime, so I'm not going to get into that um, or foreign films or whatever. It had to be, it, it had to be converted and kind of brought to the masses. Um, I think you're kind of, I think you're kind of right about that with like squid game. It's another one of those. That's the first time that, um, that they've converted that, uh, in a way that is more digestible to Western audiences, i.e. they poured a lot of money into it. I'm just really glad that, that they have been able to keep these, um, these stories uh, from being whitewashed. Uh, Cause I mean, in a lot of ways you kind of, you kind of have to look at the hunger games. It is, you know, different enough from, but from battle Royale, but, but uh, you know, with all of the extra stuff around it, but the thing that, that made it popular being the actual game, uh, the battle Royale game, you know, that is kind of, kind of a whitewashed version of, of what the, uh, of what the Japanese like was. So, so I, I will say that about like Alice in Borderland and, um, and squid game, even though they are, uh, sort of rehashes of ideas that have already been done in manga and anime, uh, for a while and done even better, you know, I think like uh, you and I had a conversation about this, about other ones that, that, that were definitely a bit better. And I think that you brought up some really good ones there. Um, yeah. I mean, when it comes to anime, uh, you know, the, one of the front runners is uh, for a modern setting is uh, Kaiji. Uh, it's essentially a, 
you know, a piece of trash dude like Squid Games and like most of these where he's, you know, a guy who gambles and debt, he gets in debt and he needs to play the game to win the money to get himself out. And it's exactly what happens but, in Squid you know, Game. Like that's they totally ripped off Kaiji. Yeah. That's Yeah. And yeah. you know, the thing is um I in Squid Game, I I had to stop watching it cuz I just I had not only just I just didn't care about the main character. I wanted him to die. I'm like, you are a piece of garbage. Like you just I really have no investment in watching watching you try to win. Um but uh you know, one of the uh Darwin game is uh is a more competent one. It's you know, has a different twist on it. Like I said, they that's the thing is they all have their own version of, you know, some sort of twist on these things. Uh whether it be for money power some people get into it by accident other people um i mean there's there is a handful of these type of things um darwin game was one where he accidentally gets pulled into it um and it's you know that like all right that's that's not uh you know i had it's different enough i guess but that's that's how all these things are right any especially with anime uh in general like they have a million isekai storylines they are all 80% 80% similar with that extra 20% trying to make themselves stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Um, and like the majority of that's just artwork, <laughs> you know, how, yeah. how much do I like to look at these characters? Yeah. Uh, and that's about it. So, um, but at least with these ones, it's like, how, how can we murder them differently? <laughs> you know, how, what kind of, what kind of gore is our audience going to go for? You know? So, yeah, that's true. Um, I did look into the, the manga a little bit. Um, I guess, first of all, there were three episodes of an anime for Alice in Borderland. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. I, I don't know what that was like. It didn't seem to be too well received. Um, so that's whatever. But I did look at the manga a little bit and it seems like the manga lasted for five years, but only, but only, uh, 46, I think chapters came out. So I think it was more that, that, that seinen, um, category, so typically those are like once a month instead of uh, instead of once a week. So they're a little bit longer and a little bit harder to, to produce. So so there was only about forty six chapters. But um, I, I so I think that the two seasons of the TV show probably captured pretty much every bit of the manga because forty six chapters, even at thirty pages per chapter, is not really all that much information. So, um, I, I doubt that they left much out. I, I, I do want to kind of peruse through it and see though. But, um, I think that from season one to season two, there's the, the core, there's probably a correlation in the manga of the, of the creator maybe growing a bit, I think. Cause like, you know, season one, um, especially the early parts, they're kind of one way. And then um, by the end of season two, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody listening, but by the end of season two, it's uh, it's a bit more serious in terms of uh, kind of what's being put out there. There's not really like any crazy sword guy that's like got tattoos all over his face or anything like that anymore. Um, it seems like, that, like he was like the artist maybe was growing up a bit and uh, becoming, I don't know, adulting a bit more. So I I like some of those aspects of it, but I mean, overall, like, like I liked pretty much all the characters. None of them really annoyed me. Um, 
some of the ones that, that you kind of mentioned that, that annoyed you, I, I'm like, okay, like I, I kind of get that, but, uh, but at least the main, the main guy, uh, Arisu and, and then the, the main girl, um, Usagi, um, they were, were likable enough to me to keep going on. And a lot of the, the, um, the wilder characters, well, now that I think about it, like the first couple episodes of the season two, uh, there is a pretty wild, uh, character, but they do a good job of making him more relatable. So, uh, anyway, it's, uh, if you're into that at all and you, you want another death game kind of thing and you're, you're not too picky about it being, uh, you know, uh, maybe a little bit of a rehash of some other ideas, then, uh, then I, I would say consider, you know, Alice in Borderland, um, only I think the second season was only eight episodes. First season was probably around that, maybe ten max. So you're looking at under twenty episodes, around uh, less than an hour per, and it's pretty good. Um, if you're into that, I, I recommend it. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, it's just uh, I mean, for anyone who wants more different uh, solutions for as far as the anime goes, I would say, like I mentioned before, Darwin Game. Um, I, I don't think it's any better, but there's like Tomodachi game. Uh, there's Dagon Rampa, which is also a video game. And then, uh, I and, think, and then like so the, that one's, that was like a, um, a detective, oh, yeah. you know, adventure game with a bunch of kids, you know, being murdered off essentially. Uh, so yeah, that the, one those was, games are had very well renowned. And then you mentioned one, um, kind of the king you're not going to get very far with them with them uh the anime on this one but the manga has uh like over 300 chapters and that's uh probably the king of all these games which is gantz um so if if you just want to go straight to like the tippy top of of uh this death game stuff then gantz is probably probably the place to go yeah it, it, it's one of the first it's been around it's kind of legendary status um it has it's you know throw you know the whole um fish out of water like what the heck's going on don't know what what to do and They're... uh you're trying to you're trying to figure out what the mystery is and like overall thing it's just very weird from like from the jump uh and when you finish the series uh the anime and there's even like uh there's cg movies as Gantz well o. actual yeah Gantz yeah. o is really good just standalone if you like want a taste of Gantz. Like that is uh, maybe that that actually might have been what what that guy at work was uh, came to me to talk about. He was talking about Gantz O, and I was like, well, if you like that, then maybe you should try this other stuff. I think that was it because um, Gantz O yeah. is really good. I mean, it's the quality and it's just overall, it's you know, so the series, you know, it's good, but and by the time you're done with it, uh, that is only like maybe the first 10% of the, or like, you know, 20% of the actual story and the manga goes just way beyond. It's, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. I, that, that's one of the ones that's on my list to, to read that, that manga is just a monster. You know, I've read through probably like the first uh, 15 or 20 chapters. Um, and uh, I, uh, I don't know, it's, it's like over 300. So it's one of those where you're like, once you start it, you just uh, you're going to be in it for a long time, and it's hard to commit. But yeah, yeah anyway. So uh, I hope that they keep making more of this stuff. It's uh, it's fun. I I hope that uh, whatever studio did this, maybe not 
maybe not another death game or something like that, but converts some other uh, manga anime property into a live action. Cause I think they did a really good job, at least producing it. Yeah. I haven't, I would just say watch if you want anything psychological or something tense like that, just watch erased. Uh, they have a live action if you don't like anime. Um, okay. And it's, it's actually pretty, uh, I didn't get to finish it, but it was pretty confident from what the first half that I watched and the English, uh, they actually have English in it. And it was very well done considering the fact that they actually had uh, Asian, uh, you know asian english translation so it's mm-hmm. like you can tell the guy who's speaking english ha- uh, is of asian descent and you can have it hear it in his accent oh. uh, i'm like oh that's actually really neat so it's not as jarring i guess as uh some of the others but uh i don't, don't remember that's with everyone in that series but i know the main that was the main character's voice and yeah but if you do like the anime i'd say go with the anime hands down i that's one of my favorite anime of all times nick will get to it eventually uh, when we get a chance to go through a bunch of other stuff. One of these days. <laughs> one of these days. But yeah, All right. anyway. Um, well, thanks, guys. And thank you for letting us know about that. I might just skip to the end just so I can get my, my uh, you know, closure for the just, series. Well, we're not, I mean, obviously not on the podcast, but do you want me to just tell you after the podcast how it ends? Uh yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> just because it'll save me some time, and if it's actually worth it, then I, you know I might fill in the gaps. But chances are, I won't. Just yeah. to be honest. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you for you know. This has uh, been another Dead Pixel uh, episode thirty nine. Uh, we're recording it uh, today, March ten, so Mario Day. Uh, but it'll probably go up on Saturday as per normal. Uh, so long as uh, you know Nick has the time to do all the editing. So thank you, Nick. <laughs> No problem. And thank you for being with me here today. Uh, It's been a lot of fun. And you guys take care. Until next time, take it easy. Bye.